Ephesians 6, we're, we're going to be looking at verses 18 to 20, which is dealing with prayer, and as Paul's exhorting Ephesian church to pray. But I, I just, it's important to see um, the context of that is in the context of warfare. He's talking about spiritual warfare, armor of God, and, and, and we're praying because the enemy of our souls is scheming and working against us and against the church to attack us, to break our backs, as it were, to erode our faith and confidence in Christ. And, and so, and, and so we, we pray. We pray because we're desperate, we're needy, we, we're helpless on our own. And in this battle without God, there's this supernatural, spiritual battle for souls that's going on. And, and, and it requires this special, supernatural Weapons, and so we have the armor of God. But look in verse 12, Ephesians 6, just to give us some context of what he's saying. Verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And so we, in ourselves, in our own flesh, we don't have what's needed to fight this battle, this, this, this war, to stand strong in this battle. And so we need, we need God. I mean, that's just, this is what we're seeing in this text. Um, I've read this quote before, but it's, I think I just was reminded of it, that nuclear wars cannot be won with rifles. Likewise, satanic wars cannot be won by human strength or energy. That's Harold Honer's commentary on Ephesians. And so... This is why Paul begins this section, be strong in the Lord, in the strength of His might. It's, it's God. We need, we need God in this battle. And take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand. So we, it's, it's God that we need. And so how do you stand in the strength of God? How do you contend in this, in this battle in God's might? And we do that by through prayer. And this is where he's going to go in this section. It's prayer. This is warfare kind of praying. And one of the things you notice, look in Ephesians 6, let's go ahead and look at verse 18. It says, again, he's listed the armor of God and the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Then verse 18, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly, to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. And I emphasize this in my reading, but there's a word that keeps being repeated there, a little small word. What is it? All. That's right. It's, just, it's all. Praying at all times, all prayer and supplication, keeping light with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And so, uh, so this is the first thing that we'll see. So what, what characterizes this kind of praying, warfare praying that we as a church need to be engaged in. And we saw this morning, I mean, just as we look in our own context and the struggles we face both personally and as church and in our nation and around the world, and, and that's, those, are, those are kind of there are those geopolitical factors. But then there's this whole other realm, there's the spiritual realm, the enemy at work, and it, it shows up in those ways, but the, the, there's this war that's going on. So how do we, how do we pray with this warfare, war, warfare praying? And the first thing I'd say is that it doesn't take any time off. There's no, there's no break. There's no, I, I got a 
little nap this afternoon. I got to take a break and lay down, and you physically you, can, you need those breaks. But but this this is the way that the, this comes to us, and the, and the exhortation is at all times. This is that first all and praying at all times. Verse eighteen, literally for at, at every opportunity, um, praying. It's the same idea in First Thessalonians five seven. Pray without ceasing. And so, is that really possible? I guess. How do you how do you pray at all times? Like I said, I took a nap this afternoon. I was was I praying as I was napping? Um, so what is what does that mean? Well, we we obviously don't you know think of some posture of prayer, heads bowed, eyes closed. We don't pray like that all the time, but we have this this communion with God. We live. Corum Deo, the Latin phrase, before the face of God. We have this, this ongoing conversation with God in, in a sense. That, and that sort of means to praying, praying at all times. We live in this real, vital, living, spiritual relationship with God. And with a, with a true, living, real God. And we're in this constant communion with Him. And in that regular, in that relationship, there are these, there's this regular, conscious expression of prayer uh, to Him. And so this is not, it's not kind of fictional language. This isn't just exaggeration. There's, it's not fairy tale stuff. We, we can do this. Is this what does it look like? It, I mean, just if, if you're tempted to sin, it, for what do you do? You, you, you hold that before God and ask Him to help you in that moment. That's, it's part of praying at all times. If you're, when you experience something good, you, you're, you're, you immediately thank Him for it. That's, Praying at all times. When you see evil around you, you pray that God will make it right. That, and you, have, you make yourself available to be used to that end. And so it's, it's when you meet someone without Christ, you pray that God would draw that person to himself. That he'd open their eyes to see the hope of the gospel. And that you'd be a faithful witness. And when you face a trial or trouble or you see others, you pray and ask God to come through as deliverer. So this is just at all times, in all situations, we, we, we pray. And so, continuously uh, ascending, taking prayer to the Father. That's what he's saying. Praying at all times. Because we're in battle. We're warfare. Again, if we weren't in warfare, this would, wouldn't, we wouldn't need that. But because we're, we live in an age of warfare, spiritual warfare, we need this kind of all prayer. And, um, and so don't think of prayer as just, again, as a, a last-ditch effort, like i got nothing else to do, so I guess I'll, I'll pray. I don't know what else I can do. I've tried. I've exhausted all my other options, so I guess I'll just pray. Or I wish I could help you, but I can't do anything, so I'll pray. No, prayer, prayer is doing something, and, and prayer isn't just kind of a last resort. It should be our first response. I think that's what Paul's getting at. And so, um, and the all... All, all times, that includes little things too. Again, we tend to think of, you know, I don't want to bother God. We may not say it like this, but I don't want to bother with the little stuff. I'll wait till there's the big things that I really need to pray for, and those are the only things that I'll uh, really take to the Lord. No, but God, nothing small to God. That's one thing. I mean, it's not like God, uh, like even the big things to us are small to Him in a sense. But, but even that, I don't know, that's probably not the best way to think, but just consider that God is a loving Father, and He wants what's good for His children, and He He delights in us, and so He says, "Ask and seek and knock," and 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 He invites us to come to Him. He He sweats the small stuff, and He's He delights in us again going to Him. So all 
all things, making all prayer supplication. And um, and so, is there an allness to your prayer? Does, do you do you pray? Are you taking everything to Him in prayer? Again, if if you're thinking that you're living in peacetime, then, then probably not. But if if you really grasp what what Paul has said earlier in the chapter that we're at war, that there is this battle, there are there are these forces that are working against us and spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. That if if, they, if you get that, then you're going to be more inclined to to pray at all times. So that's the first thing. It's just it's it never takes a break. Second. Warfare praying is spirit-charged. He says praying in the Spirit in verse 18. What does it, what does it mean to pray in the Spirit? How do we, how do we actually do that? Um, we pray in the Spirit by praying according to God's revealed Word. And so part of it is, is letting the Scriptures, the Spirit-inspired Word, inform us and help us as we pray. That's, that's certainly part of it. And so you can turn Scripture into prayer. and It can be commands of God, Proverbs, it can be uh, stories, it can be any place, Psalms, and so you, you use those and turn those into to prayer to God. We're going to do this at the end and, and uh, just kind of a little exercise for us to get us thinking how to do this, but um, so that's part of it. And then, and then praying, praying in the Spirit is just praying with dependence upon His prompting and on His, his, on his power in, in prayer. So it's, it's an expression of of a spirit-filled, spirit-controlled, spirit-empowered life. I think this is what he's talking about. Praying at all times in the Spirit. Um, he, the Spirit prompts us to pray. He doesn't just invite us to pray, but He actually incites us to pray. He, he moves us to pray. He, he lays people on our hearts. And when He does that, we should pray. God brings people to your mind. Let's pray about that. So as you're laying in bed in the morning, he'll do that and just turn those to God in prayer. He 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 guides us how to pray. He brings certain scriptures to mind and and um, and and kind of just truth tracks to, to take to Him and turn turn to Him in prayer. And so He helps us there. He gives us energy in praying when we're tired and we're fatigued. And He, he just gives He gives power. He gives vitality and freedom to our praying and so i just say it's part of praying praying in the spirit i think it's it's just being more responsive to that impulse of the spirit in our lives and it's not some you know mystical strange thing it's just you god god is just again just remember that god the holy spirit is moving he's active he's living he's he's working and and so he's he's uh, and the Father, Son, and Spirit are, are continually in this conversation, this Trinitarian conversation. They're speaking to one another, and the Son and the speaking to the Father, and the Spirit interceding. And, and so there's this conversation going, we're entering into that. And so, again, the Spirit is working, He's active. And, and so we, we just being mindful of that as we pray, that God is going to help us. He's going to bring situations, people, and ways to pray to our mind and we need to be active to do that and here's the great news again even when we don't know how to pray the holy spirit is still involved because he intercedes intercedes with god on our behalf romans 8 tells us and and so that's part of warfare praying it's it's spirit spirit infused and then the third thing is that warfare praying is is multi-dimensional end of verse 18 with all prayer and supplication with all 
prayer. That's a general word for prayer. And then supplication is more specific. It's a, those, the asking God to fulfill various specific requests. And so with supplication. So I think he's just saying every conceivable form of prayer. I mean, there's, there's different ways to think about the variety of prayer. We, we think of variety in the content of our prayer. Adoration, thanksgiving, confession, supplication, those kinds of things. Asking God's meditation. We think of different postures. We can stand, we can sit, we can kneel. We can have our eyes open, hands lifted, eyes closed, head bowed. You know, we can... There's different different ways in which we pray in that way. Different settings. We can pray alone or laying in bed in the morning or when we're having our morning devotions, our Bibles open, in our small groups, in a worship service, and in songs, and 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 around the table. You can pray over Skype with their missionaries and over a phone and and through a letter. You can write prayers. I mean, there's all kinds of ways we can pray. Different styles are more formal praying and more informal, more conversational, more you know, very written um, uh, types of prayers, antiphonal prayers, sentence prayers, just thank you, Lord, have mercy, God, help. Uh, so there's all kinds of prayers. Again, if we're going to pray at all times in the Spirit, it's going to be a lot of variety. And so with all prayers and supplications, uh, for all kinds of different things, confession of sin, asking for physical needs, spiritual needs, emotional healing, financial needs, Broken relationships to be mended. Salvation of, of the lost. Spiritual growth. Spread of the gospel. Leaders of the church. The uh, leaders of our nation. Friends. Even our enemies. I mean, all there's no end to the things that we pray for. And so again, it's just it's, it's all times in the Spirit. All kinds of prayers and supplications. And then fourth, warfare praying. It, it requires this wide-eyed persistence in prayer. Um, it says, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance. Verse 18. Keep alert. That's military terminology there. Be watchful. Um, I just think of some military outpost in Syria or some got ISIS or something like that. You're, there's this, there's this, there's this, this, uh, this guard post where they're they're watchful. The enemy is is always on the attack, always looking for a way to 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 attack and weak. So there's this constant sense of watchfulness. That's that's a different kind of uh, awareness of keeping alert alertness than there is. I just think of the Bank of America. I drive by it all the time. There's a security guard that sits at the Bank of America because it's been robbed a few times. But but still, I mean, most of the time he's just high-fiving people that walk in the door and and uh, just enjoying talking to people and checking his phone out. He's not, I wouldn't call him very watchful. It's more they just want a uniformed officer around to, as a deterrent. Um, but but uh, again, if, if, you, if we really believe we're on the front lines of this, this battle that we just talked about in verse 12, we're going to keep alert. We're not going to be, we're not going to tend to, uh, we're not going to be inclined to be Kind of apathetic and doze off, um, and so our problem maybe in prayer is that we we feel like we're security guards at Bank of America, when, when in reality we are more like that um, uh, the the outpost in hostile territory, and so we have to stay alert because our lives and the lives of our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ depend upon it, and and so so it's keeping alert. It's 
It's, it's, uh, if we see somebody suffering, we're going to pray. We're going to pray that Satan might not get their eyes off of the Lord and just devour them in their trial. First Peter 5, 8, and 9. Do you, you see somebody who's discouraged, depressed even. You're going to pray that he or she will put their trust in God and be strengthened and, and, and see that God is the refuge and strength, a very present help for those in times of trouble. You see a husband and wife who are having conflict. We're going to pray. The enemy wouldn't get a foothold in that marriage. You see, you hear church members at odds with one another. Conflicts within brothers and sisters in the church. We're going to, going to be alert. We're going to pray that they'll be of one mind, one heart. And, and they'll prefer one another in love. And so, so, again, just being alert, aware of situations and people. And, and just constantly hearing those opportunities to take things to God in prayer. That's that watchfulness in prayer. So being alert. And then he says, praying with all perseverance. And again, we, there's the passage that I think comes to mind from Howard. Uh, worked through this and carry in just recently in Luke chapter 18. The, the, the persistent widow and just that perseverance in prayer. Um, and that Jesus tells the parable. I won't go there, but he, he, he told them this parable to the effect that they might ought always to pray and not lose heart. And so that perseverance in prayer doesn't, doesn't mean that God's just kind of waiting for us to annoy Him enough to get Him to act. That's not it. It's that, it's that he's, He just sovereignly chooses to use that persevering prayer and, and to answer it in, for His glory. And so, so He says He encourages us to be persistent. So are you persisting in prayer for anybody right now? Is there somebody that... Maybe you've lost heart and you've prayed for for a long time, but uh, you've, you've, you're, you're not persisting in that. Are you persisting in prayer for your children and for your grandchildren and for the, the revival in the church and for uh, the spread of the gospel, for our missionaries? And just being persistent. I mean, thinking of Bosnia. We've been praying for Bosnia. I mean, we've been here 14 years. I think the Reeds has just come on as missionaries when we came. And, and, and the work's been slow, but God, help us to... To stay, stay persistent, to keep watchful and persevere in prayer for uh, the spread of the gospel there in eastern Bosnia. And uh, so this is because, why? Because there's warfare. There's warfare. And there, 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 may, be, there may be about to be a break in enemy lines there. And it can open up and, and the gospel can run free into that part. And so we, we don't know how God is at work, but we're going to... We're going to keep alert. We're going to be persistent and persevere in prayer. All right, last thing, and then we're going to pray, and, and is that warfare praying? It 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 looks it doesn't it looks out the window. It looks beyond ourselves. That's it looks out the window, not just in a mirror. Let's say it that way. Uh, he says, making supplication for all the saints. It, we we can tend to think of prayer as very personal discipline. It's it's. Uh, we, 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 it's us and it's God and we're communi- communicating with Him personally and directly and oftentimes about situations in our own life. But, but this, this kind of warfare prayer, it has this wide, expansive focus. It's not limited to us and our situations. And, and so it's not just Christians, again, praying for themselves privately. It's, it's got this wide focus, um, making supplication for all the saints um, arming Christians arming one another through prayer for this fight. And so we have the responsibility to pray for one another so we can stand strong in the Lord as he's exhorting these believers to. 
and, and against the schemes of the devil. So, again, it's perfectly legitimate to pray for yourself and to pray for those closest to you. But, but, but pray for your friends. Pray for your church. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for brothers and sisters here. Pray for missionaries we know and love. Pray for other churches in our area. Pray for the nations and, and for God's work there and, and other countries. And so just stretch your heart to open up to new horizons and pray. I think that's, I think that's the encouragement here. So how wide, how wide are your prayers? How broad are your concerns that you bring to God? Um, Epaphras is a good example of this in Colossians, Colossians 4.12. Um, Paul says of Epaphras, he's always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. Yeah, this brother in Christ always praying for this church, that they'll stand, they'll stand firm in God's will, growing, fully assured. Um, and so we need that kind of wrestling in prayer, striving in prayer for one another. Um, and, um, and especially for those that are really on the front lines of gospel work. And this is where he goes. He, I mean, we, every Christian is a missionary. Every Christian is a minister of the gospel. We, all, we are all in the ministry. If you're, if you're in Christ, the Great Commission is for you. You're called to make disciples of all nations. But there are there are unique callings of evangelists and missionaries and pastors and other Christian leaders. There's special targets of the enemy in this warfare. And so it's, it is right to, 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 to pray for them in a targeted sort of way. And, I mean, you can, you can hear this in Paul. He's asking for prayer here. And I mean, you think, Paul, I mean, this is a seasoned warrior for the gospel. What does he say? He says, pray for me. Pray for me that the words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. Verse 19 and then verse 20. For which I am an ambassador in chains and I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. He's basically saying, I, I can't do it. I can't do it without your prayers. I pray for me. I'm, I'm timid. If you're not praying for boldness. Um, I need courage to, to proclaim the gospel fearlessly. I need, I need you to pray for me. And so we, we, we ought to take note of that. Pray for missionaries and evangelists and, and pastors, elders, deacons in this church, Christian leaders, Sunday school teachers, small group leaders, I mean, all in this church and elsewhere. Um, well, just just two concluding statements and just taking up and before we pray. Is one is that, that not one of us ever outgrows the need for prayer. Um, and it's... Good to remember that. I, I know sometimes it's hard for us to ask people to pray for us unless it's something major. But just the normal stuff of life, I think we ought to, we ought to be more inclined to say, hey, will you pray for me in this? It's a, because it seems like a sign of weakness. And here's the reality. It is. It's an acknowledgement that I'm weak because I am. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm not that strong, I'm not that smart, I'm not that clever, I'm not that wise or that brave or courageous. I, I need it. And so we ought to be more inclined to humble ourselves and say, pray for me. And I hope that we will, we will grow in that. There's an old spiritual, I was, it was in my head this week and I'm thumping along with it on the table outside and my son actually picked up exactly the tune that I was singing. I don't even remember. He heard it from when he was a kid. He remembered it. But it's me, it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Um, and just that, 
that, that's a reminder. It's, it's me. I need it. I need prayer. And, and, um, and so this is, this is true for all of us. So, so ask for prayer. And then the second thing is we don't outgrow the need for prayer. We all also don't outgrow the need to pray for others. And we've made this point already. But there will be brothers and sisters wounded unless you pray for them. There will be some that are tempted to give up unless you pray. There will be some that may be deceived unless you pray. There are some that will yield to temptation unless you pray. There will be some who will make some foolish choice unless you pray. Some who will grow faint. Some who will collapse under the heavy load of temptation unless you pray. And So just, just be, be mindful of that. It, I mean, my prayer for this church is that we'll be a church that, that, that is a house of prayer. That we... we, we we model this, making we, we pray at all times in the Spirit, prompting by the Spirit, fueled by the work of the Spirit in our lives, um, making supplication for all the saints, all kinds of prayers, all supplications. Um, and so may we may we be that kind of church. Um, we 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 had uh, the side by side conference this year, and this is one of the things we've been working through. This book is a small group. We just finished it up this last Thursday, actually. And if you could just boil that whole book and that whole conference down to one question, it would be it would be asking one how can how can I pray for you and then praying for them. I mean, I thought to me that was the biggest takeaway. I mean, it's not rocket science. I mean, we all know this, but to actually do that. So how can I pray for you? And then let's, let's let me let me pray right now. I mean, just trying to make that more of a habit in my life has been helpful, and I hope that that's true for all of us.